Welcome to the Kim and Aaron Unleashed podcast. We are back for round two. We will explain that in a little bit. Um, but we have a lot to catch up on. We're going to be talking about Group 2 in Peru, the fact that we've teleported somehow to Bangkok, and we are sitting here waiting for our luggage. We showed up here with no luggage. We, again, have a lot to talk about, and we will dive into all that on this episode of the Unleashed podcast. Okay, I feel like we get better when we do these things again. Uh, it's like one of those days, you guys. Like, yeah. Well, first off, welcome to the pod. We are Kim and Aaron. We are the hosts. We are healthcare travelers. We are world travelers, entrepreneurs. And this is the podcast where we share about our life as travelers and, and just all the things that come with this crazy life that we live. That being said, it is one of those days we are sitting in Bangkok in our hotel room and we already recorded this podcast. A it was little, awesome. It was such a good vibe. It was a good podcast. It was almost one of those that, you know, Kim and I can always redo it if we feel like the energy was off, if we just felt like we didn't give our best, but for some reason we gave our best. It was awesome. We loved the topics that we were talking about, which we're going to try to recreate, um, but we learned that when you are plugged in for power in another country, for some reason this country, because I've done it everywhere else, that the difference in power wattage leaves the worst feedback sound on the microphone and we could not hear our voices over this loud disgusting humming so i couldn't fix it spent two hours trying to fix it couldn't fix it so which is are. like so annoying because it's like two hours we could have just already redone it but it's like you were trying to fix it i was working on other stuff and then we were finally like okay we either need to just redo it or call today so here we are redoing it and yeah so we have a lot to unpack on this episode we are like we said in Bangkok right now and so the last time we the last episode we were chatting about our first uh, group trip in Peru and we kind of left it at that so it was like the second group was getting in and then that was a wrap basically so we're going to kind of unpack a little bit of the the per, the final Peru trip, our last days in Peru, and then kind of leading up to us getting to Bangkok and all the things. But before we dive into this episode, we wanted to talk to you about one of the supporters of the show, of this show, and that is the Travses Backpack. I am proud to say that our backpack, which is the Travses Backpack, the one that we have designed, um, freaking rocked the Inca Trail. And not just once, but twice. And over half of the people that came on this trip used the Travis backpack on the trail. And again, this backpack was designed to help you travel through airports efficiently with everything you have, your passport, your, your credit cards, your uh, boarding passes, all on the front two pouches that we designed. They're sitting right there on the straps. And... It was designed to be able to also walk through towns and walk like through Bangkok and, and feel safe and secure that your stuff, all your valuable stuff is right in front of you. It's easy to access and just makes traveling extremely efficient. But we also took it on the Inca Trail and it crushed it. 
it held so many things, everything we needed. It held up to the four days, technically eight days, on the trail of being beat up pretty bad and rainstorms and did really well. We carried a water bottle or a water bladder, a three liter water bladder in the back where the laptop is supposed to be, which again was not basically designed for that, but absolutely rocked it, crushed it. It is such a durable day pack, but also lightweight. Um, and, and holds a lot of stuff. Holds a lot of stuff. It is the perfect travel day pack for all of your summer adventures. It's officially travel season. We are back at it again. The world is opening up. As we the said, airports we're are busy as hell. here in Bangkok, airports are crowded. It's amazing. It's such a vibe. And we hope the Travses Adventure Backpack, which I just called it that, the Adventure yeah. Backpack. Okay. Right. Um, I'm kind of feeling that. Me too. Is going to be a companion for you on all of your summer trips and travels and adventures. So if you want to go check that out and also help support us and support the show and give back through the Travses Impact Fund, go over and check it out on imtravses.com and let us know what you think. Okay, so I guess let's rewind all the way back to Peru. Yeah. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Okay. So we I were... I've already said this before. I know. it's It feels weird because I'm like, wait, what did we say on the first one? Because I felt no. like we were in such For a flow. For some reason, what do we believe? We just said it. We just had a prayer before the start of this thing. And what did we say? That... It's not that things don't happen to us. It's the fact that things always work out. We are always right where we need to be, and we always are doing things that, like, basically should be done. So for some reason, we were supposed to redo this. So it's not about repeating it. It's about just being just in the flow, being present, and being in the flow, and allowing for whatever reason we were supposed to say what we were supposed to say on this one. Perfect. Okay. So it's interesting because again, we we wrapped up our two Travses adventure trips that we led in Peru, very first ones that we ever did. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier, how it's crazy because, you know, we, this is something we've been wanting to do for years and years and years. And we planned it in 2020, COVID happened, it got canceled. And then we went back and forth and back and forth about when we wanted to replan it again. And when we were sitting in Atlanta, okay, which was what, a few months ago at this point, and New Year's, oh well, my was, God. It was New Year's. Six months ago, wow, that's insane. And we had our whiteboards out, which we love getting like crazy with our whiteboards. And we decided to go ahead and redo this trip. And we were like, let's do it, let's book it. We still don't know about COVID. Could it get canceled again? Maybe, but like, let's just freaking go for it. And on that whiteboard, we had a million things that needed to get done logistically, like, planning for this trip, prepping for this trip, getting everybody signed up, all of the things, like just a list, a to-do list that felt like it was a mile long and almost like, oh my God, are we really going to be able to pull this off? What is it going to be like? Can we actually do this? Can we make it happen? Are we going to get everything done in this time? And then to look back and be like, holy shit, everything on that whiteboard is checked. Trips are done. They were a success. They exceeded all of our expectations. And it's it's done. Like And we're in Bangkok. And we're in Bangkok. And you're just like, whoa. I don't know. Time is a freaky deaky thing. Yeah. 
because it's 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 been such a whirlwind and now it's like wow like that trip is done and it was such a powerful trip in so many ways and it opened us up in so many different ways and it brought so much stuff up and it's like okay wow like we did it check yeah i I just remember those i mean again we have what are they like eight foot by six foot whiteboards i mean they're they're big i really miss those i do too and that's one thing about travel we can't bring our whiteboards with us we should like invent something that we could like like a travel rolly whiteboard that we could take with us oh yeah like have it as a check bag because it would need to be all right put a pin in that yeah so it was full, right? And we had a section for adventure trips. We had our three-month goals, six-month goals, one-year goals, and what we called moon goals. Like, And we literally knocked off all the three-month goals. We knocked off all the six-month goals. We knocked off all the planning for the adventure trips. And like you said, we're sitting here with all of that done, literally almost into our year goals. And that's just a really cool feeling, right? Like when you put those goals out into the universe on paper you stare at them every single day and you take action steps to knock those goals off mm-hmm. and then when you see it come to completion and then like you said just a few minutes ago not only come to completion but come to completion in a way that exceeded your expectations like we had a vision of what we wanted and it was better than that vision and that's a really cool feeling because then you're just like okay what's next yeah and it's really powerful to watch those things come to fruition and it's not that we watch those things come to fruition we took action on them and I think that's a pro tip right is like if you're going back and forth about something if you have goals or or something you just want to do but you're kind of trying to decide is it the right thing is now the right time should I do it what are the pros what are the cons what should I do like a lot of times we can kind of get lost in this back and forth and really it's just about getting into action like you never know until you actually just do something and once you get into that to action things just start to fall into place um and you start to get the answers you need and the clarity you need and before you know it you're like oh wow cool like check the box like moving on so just getting into action take those first steps and even if you take those first steps and you realize, oh, wow, this actually isn't what I wanted to do, or, or maybe there's a different path or direction, you will be directed there. You will be led there at some point, but you never will get there unless you first get into action and take those steps and figure it out as you go. Well, that was a really good example because we talked about it in the last podcast that we released, right? Because we had this intuition, this feeling to go back and do a contract in Boulder. And we started to take the steps. You contacted your recruiter. Recruiter got in touch with, you got in touch with the lead of that department through, you know, connections at that hospital. Then we started to like continue down the path when we were led to go to dinner. We were led to break it all down and realize that it was going to cost us over $10,000 to get home when we could spend three months in Bali for that amount of time, which then solidified the answer that we needed and what felt right. But if we wouldn't have taken those action steps, we could have been sitting there playing ping pong with like, what should we do? What feels good? I don't know. What do you think? And then like, we would have just rushed into a decision that we maybe were not supposed to be in, but because we took action steps, we were able to divert. Yeah, we got the, the answers that we needed. Correct. That's a great example. It's like it actually didn't turn out turn out the way that we thought we did, but we got the answers that we needed to redirect and make a decision. And then it felt right. And then it felt right. And then we were like, you get that feeling where it clicks in and you get into your flow and it's like, 
awesome. Okay, this is the right direction, even though it was completely different than what we thought it was going to be. And that's why we always say, like, you never know unless you go. You just don't. So take action. Don't spend time going back and forth. Just get into it and you'll figure it out as you go and you'll get the answers you need along the way 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the second group came. Okay. And again, it's, it's wild, right? So we learned so many things um, just by, again, just by doing it. This is something that we've never done before. We've never hosted a group trip. We've never even done a group trip. Like we are solo travelers. We do everything on our own. We don't travel in packs and in groups. So this was all brand new to us, let alone that we were leading the charge and we were the ones putting this all together and we were like the go-to people. And we didn't know what to expect. And so we learned a lot, you know? And I think, again, one of the biggest takes takeaways was that, you know, never again will we ever plan like a back-to-back trip like that with such a quick turnaround. Um, because it was a lot, not only like physically, right? We hiked the Inca Trail. It's like a very physically challenging experience, but it's also the whole you know, being on and showing up for people and being, you know, a leader of a group and being social and being friendly and talkative and being on, like, it's just kind of a lot, at least for me, to do like those back-to-back experiences. I wouldn't do that again. I would do one, which was absolutely amazing, and then I would end it on that. do another later on. Yeah. 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 It's funny because in hindsight, you look back on it and... The one thing that I am proud of is the fact that we got on the other side of it and realized we could do it, right? It wasn't that we would possibly do it again, but it's 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 easier. I guess you'd say it's harder for me to look at it because I'm like, not only did we do it, but we rocked it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. But yes, probably wouldn't do two again. But then also the fact that we hiked the Inca Trail twice in 15 days is insane to me and that is a physical thing that I wanted to do not only on top of that but challenging my mental psyche to know that we don't travel as a group usually and to on top of that leading it and could we do it mentally and emotionally and spiritually and do it physically as well and we did Mm -hmm. and so it's hard for me not to like challenge that again yeah. Personally. No, I mean, it was a super empowering experience realizing, wow, like you really are capable of doing anything you put your mind to, you know? Yes, it was physically hard, but like, especially the second time, it was very mentally challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, also, every single person was sick in our mm-hmm. group, so uh, in, in group two. So I ended up getting sick. Uh-huh. The day everybody came in, the second group, I was not feeling well at all. I had a cold. I had... Remember you lost your voice in the podcast? Oh, my God. Okay. So, yes. So, on the last podcast, I had lost my voice. And I was like, wow, like, I'm really not feeling well. When we got off that podcast, I'm like, I'm not feeling well. Or is that just because I've been talking, 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 you know, the whole time? I don't know. I ended up getting really sick. Not covid But just a cold, right? It's funny because it's like anytime we have a cold, we're like, oh, I have COVID, which it wasn't. But it was just a really gnarly cold and congestion and feeling run down. And so I ended up having to uh, sit out on the food tour 
because I was thinking, holy shit, I'm sick. Not only do I not want to get other people sick for this trip that they're coming to, to be a part of, that's going to be physically challenging, but I also need to rest because I know I'm gearing up to hike the Inca Trail again. And so I was concerned. And so I ended up sitting out and then um, we went the next day and hiked Rainbow Mountain and I felt a little bit better and I was like, I want to push myself. I want to, I want to see how I feel. And I also really wanted to do Rainbow Mountain um, because it, it was amazing. And anyways, I did it. But every single person in our group ended up getting sick. Mm-hmm. And I got sick the day after Rainbow Mountain. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you got sick. And so it was like this really crazy experience because all of us were not feeling 100% at all in this second group. But the power of the mind that physically all of us struggled. I mean, more well, so. Teresa. More so than like normal, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's already a challenge. But we were physically not well, right? And you're at elevation, like at high altitudes, like you need to breathe. Like breathing's already hard. Right. And so we're all like coughing and, and like trying, like our chests are filled with mucus. Yeah. And like that became like a joke that like our, our like group call was the cough. Mm-hmm. Because you'd the hear cough some. And the sniffles. Yeah. We're like, we're like the sickly little group coming mm-hmm. through. Like it became this joke because we were all like super sick. But we powered through mentally we're like no like we're here we're gonna do this we're gonna do our best we're gonna like our bodies are kind of struggling but like our minds are powerful and we know that we can do this and and we did and yeah Teresa you brought up oh my god she like on our first night of the Inca Trail the whole first day the whole first day the and the first day is easy right like it's training day (laughs) That night in the tent, like she, she's like, I think I have the flu, right? Like she was shaking, chills, had a fever, just very sick. Trying to throw up. Trying to throw up, but couldn't. It was a whole thing. Couldn't eat. So no calories coming in to like help fuel. Oh my God. Which, you know, uh, eating is very important because you're so like, you're physically exerting yourself for hours and hours and hours every day. And I was like, she can't, she's not going to be able to do it because the next day is dead woman's pass, which is the hardest climb, the hardest day. And I was like, she's not going to be able to do it. Like, I'm kind of concerned. She's going to have to go back. Yeah. And it was a weird, I remember that feeling and and it's kind of interesting because it's something that I need to actually, like I was saying, like kind of need to work on because I need to help processing because it's hard for me, I think coming from the medical side to not be very direct with like, I don't think you're capable of doing this versus compassion and kind of helping that along in a way, like being supportive. Cause it's a very weird thing because it's like with how she was presenting, I thought there was no way in God's green earth she was going to get up dead woman's past. Yeah. Period. End of story. Right. And we, uh, I, I thought the same thing and she didn't eat. She went to bed early and we were like, okay, like praying that she would get a good night's sleep and be able to feel better in the, the next morning. And we'll just play it by ear. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. And, you know, we all went to sleep. And the next morning, you know, she was feeling a little bit better, but like still not the best. And she ended up freaking killing Dead Woman's oh my God. Pass. Crushing it. Like, so like absolutely crushing it 
it wasn't that it was easy, but again, it was just like the power of the mind. And she even said, like, I came here to fucking do this and I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. And I'm not going to let this hold me back. Like, it might be hard, but I'm going to do it. And, and like, it was so powerful because all of us had our own stuff going on. Like, there was another girl with like her knees were like really bad and going down is really hard on the knees. And like, we all had things going on and we all didn't feel the best, but like, we tackled that mountain and that trail and really by the grace of our minds and something greater than ourselves, we were able to finish that together as a group. And I think everybody felt so strong and powerful and empowered and inspired by their own inner strength Mm -hmm. that they were able to overcome whatever it was that they were struggling with and that they were able to freaking crush that hike, it wasn't even like we, we you know, crawled our way through it. It was like we crushed that hike. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Well, and that, and that was like really the beauty of both groups, right? Like uh, group one was highly energetic, big energy, big No complaints. No complaints. Let's just rock it. Yeah. Like, and it was, it just flowed, right? And everybody had their own experience there as well, right? Their own powerful journey because I really do feel the... Inca Trail or anything you do physically and mentally above what you normally do outside of your comfort zone is a great equalizer, right? Because all of a sudden it's like you you have to go to that next level to get through these things. It's not just like, oh, let's just gallivant around town and take a look at the sights. And if I feel like sitting down, I will or I'll skip it. Like, no big deal. There's no skipping. Like, that's the cool part about doing these type of adventure trips, right? Because it really pushes you past that level of I'm just going to sit this one out. Yeah, you have to dig deep and really connect to something greater than yourself. Like you said, yeah, there's no, you know, oh, I'm going to, you know, go to sleep and see how I feel in the morning yeah. and, and, and maybe Get out hang out. And uh, it's like, no, like you're, you're committing. So you have to like, it's pure grit. It's pure faith, tenacity, like, like just being able to pull yourself up from something deep and being like it's go time and it is it's like this inner beast that comes out that we all have and I think that like surprised a lot of people it's Mm -hmm. like wow like I had this in me it's so empowering and then you're like if I can do this I can literally do anything Mm -hmm. right and so the second group was different because it was um, just, a, again, it was it was a complete contrast, like incredible people, incredible experiences, like in, in its own way. But it was a group that had a lot more going on when it came to challenges. Yeah. And that's a good way to put it. But overcoming those challenges together and both individually, because I do think like, again, group one was very much like we all had these breakthrough moments, these like powerful moments. It was all big personalities. We're all sharing, we're all crying, we're all shouting from the mountaintops, like, oh my God, like all of these things. And we had these big, big moments, right? And then in group two, it was more of like, um, just a quieter, more internalized group, which is also very powerful. And everybody had their own experience, their own moments, their own breakthroughs, their own huge takeaways. But it was more of like a, a quieter processing of just taking that experience for yourself and not necessarily as like a shared group thing. Yeah. To where right? I, there was a lot of questioning in my own head of like, is everybody okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, 
you know, kind of, I guess, like, in comparison, which you can't really do, right? Because we had the first group who's literally climbing to the top of Dead Woman's Pass, crying, we're all hugging. It's this huge, like, cathartic moment for people. And then it was like, we had that moment, too, on the, on the second one, but it was, again, very, like, subdued, right? And you could tell that people were having their own moments, but I was like, why isn't this more of a external like show well, and, and I, it was weird to me and I had to kind of like check in with that I think that that's really important because it, it shows like there's so many different types of people Correct. and everybody has their own way of expressing themselves and dealing with things and processing things and like you and I are very much like live out loud type of people like we are over shares we are very vocal we're very um alpha we're very uh boisterous like we just we share everything I'm an open book like there's nothing you can say to me that would embarrass me you can ask me anything like we put everything out there that is our personality type and then you realize that there's a lot of other people that are the complete opposite of that Mm -hmm. and and it's an interesting dynamic of of like okay like nothing wrong with that but also I'm like how do I navigate personalities like that because I feel so opposite of that but also just like wow it's really powerful just to have your own private experience as well 100% and and all those are welcome I guess I was just saying from my own personal point of view of like learning and growing from a personal area was really seeing that in the forefront of like we all react to things completely different and it doesn't make things right or wrong or it doesn't make things less or more it is what it is right these people react and they they have their own ways and and doesn't make it doesn't say that group two didn't have uh or group one had a more beautiful experience in group two that you can't say that right because everybody experiences things differently and it was very visible to me especially on dead woman's past Mm -hmm. like how that happened and it was it was a cool moment because i'm like man like there's there's no judgment either way, but you can tend to feel yourself start to judge in a way of like, are, are they just not feeling the same way? And it, and it really doesn't matter either. Correct. And it's like, we're not responsible for how other people Correct. feel, react, show up, express themselves. Like, again, we're all on our own journey. And I think that was just reminding of that as well is just everybody's on their own experience. And like, even one of the girls was like, you know, that was such a powerful experience get got a tattoo like the whole thing like you know this will forever change my life i feel like i'm gonna go home and be in like a new path a new direction wants to rekindle some things with her family like all these things and had this like profound experience but like said that but also kept what that was to herself Right. And didn't feel the need to share that with the group of like, hey, this is what happened. This is why I feel like this was powerful. This is what I plan to do moving forward. And and that was really cool, too, just to like, wow, like she had this incredible experience. We don't know what that was as far as like what cracked her open, but like how powerful for her. Right. Correct. Which is what makes this trip amazing. Yeah. And just all the different people that we got to connect with and meet. And like, you know, we also weren't sure how we were going to do in a group because we, like we said, we're very much, we do our own thing. We travel together. We meet people along the way, but we're pretty much solo, right? It's just us. And we weren't sure how it was going to be to be traveling in a pack, traveling in a group. And I will say that I really did enjoy it. It was 
it was so nice. Like every night we're in the dining tent together and we're talking and we're connecting and you're just with these people. Like you're in the trenches. You're also going through something challenging together, which naturally connects you. And it was just like such a cool experience where you really did feel like these people became family in such a close amount of time because of what you were going through and experiencing together. And I really loved that part of it. No, I did. And like you said, like I wasn't sure how we were going to do. I did think that I was going to do naturally better. But it's funny because, again, you realize that like I, I, I wasn't as good as I thought. Um, and so... It was really cool to have the two of us there, though, right? Because we could balance each other out. There was times that I didn't really want to be talkative in the, in the tent. I kind of wanted to just be by myself. I was running on fumes, started to feel really tired, especially after Dead Woman's Pass on the second time. Remember, you and I mentally were just like, okay, I'm ready to be like transported out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, we've done it. This is the big moment we wanted to do. Now, for like day three, I'm kind of just like over it in a way, and I'm like ready to go back. Um, especially day four, Machu Picchu, we've already done that, blah, 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 so on and so forth. I was kind of over it, but we were able to rally together. And I do, I will say being here in Bangkok now, looking back on it, like I did love those little moments that we had with a group because like you said, we always have each other and it's very quiet and we kind of do what we want to do and we're good at it. Like you and I flow really well together when we travel internationally and we're just good travelers as a couple mm-hmm. and having that those people that we knew that was like our family that was like our people like it it was kind of fun to look forward to waking up in the morning and having people and checking in and seeing how they were doing and and the little intimate conversations that you had along the way with with different people people that you didn't know in real life that you do now it was a really cool experience that I wasn't sure how we were going to do. A hundred percent. It added a lot of value, like the people and um, and just the friendships we made, right? Like so many great connections, so many beautiful moments, so many great talks. Just, yeah, it was such a positive experience, such an empowering experience for some people. Even uh, one of the girls on the second trip, she was like, you know, my husband and I, are even closer right she's like I feel like this adventure brought us so much closer because you know a when you're when somebody's really sick like that and like you're trying to support each other to be like like he freaking walked every step with her mm-hmm. every freaking step like so she was the one who was really sick um and we didn't know if she was going to make it and like he stood by her side he walked with her even though he probably could have been one of the first people right um, he was a beast. He was a beast. And he took care of her. And, like, just being in the tent, and like, you're wiping and you're cleaning. I mean, even you and I, like, we were joking about, like, we've been together for so long. And it's like, when you're in that type of a situation where, like, you're literally wiping your butt in front of me with, like, well, your balls standing, in my face. Yeah, like, I'm standing in the tent with just balls I, in your eyes. I'm like, like this yeah. is... This is a vibe that I have not experienced yet. And of course you get closer because you just go through shit together and it was hard. And you're like, damn, like freaking dude. Like I didn't know if you and I could get any closer, but I think even just at the end of this being like, you know, we did this together as a team. We really balanced each other out. We really supported each other. We really were on the same page with each other and, Even just like the whole setting goals, you know, of 
of on that second trip, be on the second hike, being like, okay, we've already done this. We need something to focus on, to motivate us, to power through, because we're just kind of like, we're losing it right now mentally, like the focus. And so being like, okay, our guide said the Porter's hike, Dead Woman's Pass in 45 minutes. Again, they're hiking with, you know, 60 pounds. Yeah, insane. Um, and so we set a goal. We're like, let's do this in an hour. Like, let's see if we can do it. 50 pounds and no hiking poles. And like sandals a lot. <laughs> like insane, right? Yeah. Um, and And we ended up doing it in 57 minutes. And that was like such a cool moment to be like, we freaking crushed this. When he said the normal time is two to two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah, we crushed it. So like little things like that of just, yeah, I don't know, challenging ourselves, pushing ourselves and showing up together and leading this group and and really just being like. Well, I think, too, that was a really cool moment for me as well, because I'm usually the one that's a little extreme, like the one that's like. Uh, he said that we did in two and a half hours, we're going to run it, you know? And you're almost like, babe, chill out, like relax a little bit. But the fact that like you set that goal and coming off of the first trip when you were, I didn't think you were going to make it up the first time because you were so sick Mm -hmm. to see that full circle moment to where we're doing it again. And not only are you feeling your best, but you're crushing it. And then you turn to me and you say, let's make it in an hour. And it wasn't me being like the extreme crazy person that I am. It was both of us. Saying, like, let's go because we need that focus. We, we need needed that, we that need fuel, that, yeah. That push to be able to not only do it, but to excel at it and to show that, like, we did better the second time. I don't know why. It's a mental thing. It was great. Um, but you led the charge. You set the pace. And I was thinking to myself, you're crazier than I am. I would have stopped four other times. You just kept going. And it was insane to watch that full circle moment and know that my wife is a beast along with me Mm -hmm. is a cool feeling that we were step for step together the entire way. Mm -hmm. Right. I wasn't there like holding your hand or pulling you up or carrying your bag for you. Right. Like it was step for step every, the entire way. Mm -hmm. And that was a cool moment to know that we could tackle very physically and mentally challenging things together and be step for step. Yeah. Which just fueled our ambition for really wanting to do more things that are challenging together. Um, Because there were so many moments of like thinking, oh my God, can I do this? Like, am I capable? This is so hard right now. This feels hard. But tackling it one step in front of the other was like, holy shit, like, what else can we do? And, and it, it really did kind of fuel that drive to be like, let, like, how many, how many things can we do that are super challenging? Like, let's sign up. Let's do this. Like, let's make this a thing because it felt so good once it was done. Well, Not necessarily that, like, in the moment. But. I never, I never had any doubts that you and I personally, just the two of us could go and do the Inca Trail twice. It, it like it was the whole added fact of like leading a group, yeah, right? and being on and being able to counterbalance each other in that way. And I think those were ways that we've never been tested. And we had that one moment in the first group where you and I went at it at that restaurant where the waiter didn't even want to. He come was over terrified of us, terrified. yeah. And then we kept coming into that restaurant, and I think he was gauging like, are yeah. they okay? Are they okay, yeah. um, they're not going to throw knives. That's really good. <laughs> this is a victory. Um, but we had that one moment we both realized, like we talked about in the prior podcast, that we we're like, okay, we can't just come at each other because we're the closest to each other. We realized that it was just frustrations about everything. It had nothing to do with each other. And after that moment, we were so solid 
Mm-hmm. And we were able to connect and see that when one was down, the other picked up. There was no discussion. There was no like, hey, I need you to kind of pick up the pieces here. Like, I'm mm-hmm. feeling a little shitty. And I, I, how do you not see that right now? It's not against you. I'm just feeling like I need a pick-me-up. It was just natural. It just mm-hmm. happened. Like, you're like, I got this. Mm-hmm. Without even saying that. Mm-hmm. And it was such a cool feeling to see that. And so, with that being said, tackling that just got me excited for what's next. Yeah. Right? Because, again, the physical aspect of it, I knew we could do. Yeah. It was everything in, in general well, that I wanted to, to test. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't sure even about the physical stuff. Like, I uh, knew... No, I mean, I knew I could do it, but it was, you know, I like, one of my mantras on, like, the second one was, like, you're capable of doing hard stuff. Like, it was kind of that mental reminder of, like, you can do anything. Like, you really can. And I think that's a takeaway kind of for all of this as it relates to, like, you know, everybody is just that... We are all capable of doing so much more than we give ourselves credit for. Like our mind is powerful. Our attitude is powerful. Our our positive attitude. I think that is one thing that we had to remind with like the second group of like, let's keep a positive mindset, guys. Because like it was very easy to kind of go down a rabbit hole because everybody was like feeling bad, right? Like not feeling our best physically. And we had this huge challenge where it was like, Let's keep a positive mindset. Let's keep a positive attitude. Like, we got this. We're a team. We're going to get through this step by step. And it was like how powerful that is because that really is the driving force that got us over those mountains. And there was one girl who was like, you know, it sounded like basically everybody in her family kind of doubted her. Like, they had bets of like, oh, you're not going to get out of the tent on the first day. Oh, you're not even going to get on the airplane. Oh, you're not going to be able to do this. Like, and for her to be like, not only did she get on that airplane, not only did she get out of that tent every freaking day, like she crushed it. She really did. And, you know, she was able to prove to herself and she was like crying at the end of just like, you know, I didn't think I could do this. And the fact that I did now gives me the power to make other changes in my life. And reminding all of us that we can really, really, really do anything we put our mind to. All we have to do is put one foot in front of the other and take one step at a time and you will, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. And it's so well, the belief powerful. Has That's true. You have to believe that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's not always easy, especially when things feel hard, but somewhere deep within you, just knowing that you are, you you can do it, you got, we can do anything. No, we can. And I mean, and that's where I, I think it's really amazing. And I will say just like there, there's also that level that I have to say, get on my little bandwagon here. But, you know, I was, I was hearing too, like, you know, Kim and Aaron are in such good shape and they're in such, and they've already done this before and blah, blah, blah. And I will say that you and I take pride in that, especially with the fact that I'm turning 40 in a couple months. It's a big thing for me that I want to be the most physically fit, mentally fit, spiritually fit that I can be. And that is the most important thing for me other than our relationship. But with that being said, we take pride in that. And I don't want to take that loosely of just like, oh yeah, they're just in shape. No, we work on that every single day. And when you and I don't feel physically fit, things aren't right. And Mm -hmm. we end up 
really being disciplined when it comes to that. And I, I'm really proud of that because I feel like it showed. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. It's, it's, it's a priority. And I agree. Like when people, you know, say like, Oh, like, you know, must be nice. Everything always works out for you guys. Or you guys, you know, live oh, this travel the world, Look travel the world, or you have this great relationship or you have like, these are all choices that we've made. These are things that we've made a priority in our life to always work on, to always focus on and make a priority. Like it doesn't just happen. Right. Like we fucking work at it all the time because it's important to us a hundred percent. And so, yeah, that goes with anything. Like you, you can do anything when you make something a priority and you show up for it. Of course, you're going to have success with it, right? No, exactly. And I, I just I just didn't want to take that lightly. I think yeah. that was like my biggest thing was just like, it just doesn't happen. It's just not this naturally gifted thing. It's something that we work at all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was very adamant about improving my VO2 as best I could. Like, you know, like trying to get that VO2 max up to where, you know, less respirations and better breathing. And like, you know, it's like things I was focusing on and it really paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. I'm just... So, what? anything else that we want to say about the trip in general? No, I just think my last thing is is just getting really excited because, again, sitting there in Atlanta, having a vision of what we wanted and what we've wanted for years with these Travis Adventure Trips and what we thought they should be and what they are. I'm really excited to not only see it come to life, but also see it end to where our vision of what we thought it it exceeded and that whole thing of like we will never be the adventure trip that just you know like for instance like the first three days of like the history tour the food tour like those are all fun and those will always be part of it but it's literally my favorite parts of both trips were the day we hit the trail Mm -hmm. and the day after the trail those were my favorite, right? We did something so challenging beyond what we thought we could achieve together as a group, which was magical as well. I mean, being in the Andes Mountains and the views and like being that close to nature mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere on a very spiritual path such as the Inca Trail, like was next level. And that's what I want these Travis Adventure trips to be. They're literally not Kim and I holding umbrellas or you know, monkeys walking around on a stick and everybody following us as we're in this big group getting on bus to bus to bus. This will always be something that incorporates, you know, food, adventure, culture, history, but also pushing ourselves as a group with something so challenging that we didn't think we could complete it, but as a group we do. And that is the essence of the Travis Adventure Trips. And to see that come to light and know that we can keep doing that is very powerful and I'm very excited. Yeah. I agree, 100%. I'm excited to plan the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested and you want to kind of get the first details about the next trip we plan and get first dibs to sign up, all of those things, then the, in the show description, there's a link that you can join like the interest list. So like any new trip that we plan, we'll email that list first. And I will say and- that I'm sorry, I'm really excited because our website designer is building a really badass thing on I'mTravSess.com that's going to have like the new trips and what's planned and, and we'll be inputting itineraries and things like that with like a list to sign up as well. Yeah. But that's um, coming. 
And I will say another takeaway too is that uh, every trip that we plan will be small groups. So like mm. no more than like 10 people because, you know, obviously it makes more sense to have bigger groups. Not only can you make more money, but like, you know, essentially we could have done one trip of the Inca Trail, just a bigger group, right? Mm -hmm. And realizing why we don't want to do that because it's really hard to connect and have an intimate experience when you have a huge group of people. And it really is like, it's just, you're going to click up with certain people or it's just, you're just not going to be able to connect. And I think for us, one reason why the trips were so powerful is because it was a smaller group of people and we were all in it together and we could all talk, we could all connect, we could all be there together as a group and get to know each other. And I don't think that, in my opinion, I don't think that's really possible when you have a huge group of people. So it just kind of reiterated for me, like we made the right choice and like that's always what I would want to do moving forward regardless. A hundred percent. And I think yeah, no, that boutique experience is it. And we did a trip right before Peru where we were with 20 plus people. And it was too much. It was too much. And then, you know, 13, I think, was like a good number. But then seeing eight, that was really good, too. So almost cutting the difference. Yeah, right? I saying, think like, 10 is no perfect. More than 10. Yeah. And then would it be 10 people, including us or 10 people and then us? I don't know. Yeah, we'll have, we'll to, have to. Yeah, but re, yeah, it will be small. Regard like that's just going to be the way we roll, and mm -hmm. I feel really, really confident about that. No, um, because that's that's the kind of experience I like, mm -hmm. and I'm not a big groupy group person, and so I would never want to create a trip like that. I will say too, um, I did go into this as well as wanting to create relationships. And that was a goal of mine. And I think that's one thing I look back on, the relationships we created with Jesus from the hotel, who's absolutely phenomenal, mm -hmm. at Rumi Punku, like hotel, they were phenomenal. The guides that we had on Alpaca, all of them, like Walter. Yeah, and, they were amazing. And Saul and Roro, like absolutely phenomenal. And we've built lasting relationships with them as well. 100%. And just the relationships and friendships that we made. Right. With the people that were oh, on God. the group. Yeah. No, I know. But it was just like we made so many new friendships, friendships that we will have forever. Right. Like that's family, though. Oh, 100 like, percent. Like we will nice all be connected. This will be an experience that we will all remember. We'll all cherish for the rest of our lives. And and I think another takeaway, too, is just letting go of expectations, mm. I think is something we remind ourselves of every day. I mean, you know, it's like there's always something. Like when you have an expectation, you set yourself up for a disappointment, you know? And especially like it's easy. We had already done it. This whole thing with group one, it was easy to kind of compare, have expectations for how group two should be and, and what is like all of this. And it was just like, again, completely letting go of any ideas that we have, any expectations, being in the moment, allowing it to be its everything, to be its own experience, its own journey, its own moment without us putting any outside influence or expectations of how we think it should be or feel or compare it to anything else. And it was just a big takeaway uh, into all areas of life of letting go of those expectations and just letting things be what they need to be, Well, period. Yeah, and thank you for mentioning that because honestly, like... I actually take that as something I'm proud of in our relationship that you and I are able to take every single bit, break it all down, 
analyze it and use lessons to grow because that's what this is always about right like being in a group of people you never know how you're going to react but being able to say like we struggled with expectations so that's something that we need to work on Mm -hmm. because you shouldn't have expectations and we talked about that at the beginning right and that's something that i will continue on because of the lessons that i learned within this group Mm -hmm. because nobody's perfect you're always growing and if you think you are well then you're stuck right yeah and so like always evolving and putting yourself in positions to push that envelope to push that like where you think you're good but you're not sure and then what can i learn from that and grow and i appreciate that about our relationship that you and i are able to do that and not look at it as a weakness and be like oh we can grow stronger now because of what we learned from this yeah and it's really cool because like the last thing i'm going to mention and i'm done is like i'm sitting here on this bed looking out of the big window into downtown Bangkok and I'm actually thinking about this Peru trip and I'm just like this whole thing has even changed the way that I want you and I personally to travel because I think we can push ourselves more Mm -hmm. because we tend to do the foodie history culture but we're also trying to work as well but I think when we have those times off that we're not working I want to push myself with you personally to push the envelope a little bit more. You mean physically? Physically. Yeah. No, and I do agree. Thing, and find things and search for things that are challenging, that are magical experiences. Yeah. That maybe aren't on the trip advisors because not everybody does them. Right? So what are those things? Yeah. No, I agree really 100%. the way that we travel and almost like using that as like some cool YouTube videos to do. Yeah. Right? That's our thing. No, I agree. I'm, I 100% agree. I'm hooked of wanting to con- constantly push the envelope, both physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, of just going to that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does, like, it cracks you open to a whole new way of being. And you're like, damn, like, I want the next hit, right? Because it mm-hmm. feels so good. Mm-hmm. And I agree, like, even in Bali, like, I want to be looking at different things that we can do. I was already thinking of a tour, but we've already done we've already that. Done but that. I'm wondering, like, if we did it again. I think just, yeah, looking and, like, exploring different types of things we can do. And not even just, like, the physical things, but I think of just anything out of your comfort zone. We always talk about that. But it's, like, you know, the little things of, of okay, instead of just, you know, walking somewhere because it's easier let's go figure out how to use the SkyTran here in Bangkok. And like, not that that's this huge thing, but it's like, ah, it's just easier if we walk. But it's like, we took, you know, a little bit of time to figure out the SkyTran, um, which now is like, oh my God, this was way easier. And now we have it as an option, even though it's like, you kind of have to figure it out and you have to look at it in a different language. Then we had to end up talking to somebody, but then we figured it out. Now it's like, cool, like, let's go. And so always doing something that's, you know, out of, out of your norm yeah pushing yourself agreed yeah which we do anyway we do anyway okay so moving on huh okay so somehow again we ended up transporting ourselves here to freaking bangkok it was okay it was like a wild thing because so the day everybody left okay um peru we had made the decision to come to Bangkok the night before the first group, second group got there. So we booked our tickets and we did our computers and never looked at it. Yeah. We were like, okay, now it's go time. And now we're, you know, in it with everybody. So we kind of just like put a pin in everything. And so it was like the day before we're leaving and I'm like, 
okay, like maybe I should take a look at where we're going, what we're doing, what time. And now, mind you, we did our final dinner, which I absolutely loved. Um, and for some reason, I decided to order the homemade sausage. Oh my I have no God. idea why. Uh, when it came out, I even said, Who ordered sausage? Like, and then Kim and I were talking, I was like, Oh my God, I remember ordering that. Um, because we were at this restaurant twice, and so I kind of wanted to mix things up. Well, Come to find out, uh, it's it's a place where you grill pretty much your own meat on a like a hot rock, and I don't know why, but I felt like it was already done. Apparently, it wasn't, and I ended up with the worst bout of food poisoning that I have ever had. Um, it hit me that night laying in bed, uh, like so hot, the thickness in my stomach, like I could just feel it coming on, and. I was like, no way is this happening. And then... I've never seen you, like, that sick before. It was scary because... It was brutal. You know, again, it was our last day. We had a lot of stuff to do to kind of prepare to leave. And he was so sick. Violently sick. I felt so sad. Like, I was literally, like, downstairs in the courtyard. And I could, like, hear him, like, (laughs) aggressively throwing up because... Drama King when it comes to like when you're throwing up it's loud, very loud very loud vomit vomit episodes very intense and I and I mean I just felt so sad for you because it was just it was bad it was like you had a bucket you're on the toilet it was just non-stop and I'm like well fuck you know we I looked at our itinerary I'm like we have three days of travel ahead of us starting tomorrow at 5 a.m. Yeah three straight days this isn't like oh we travel we get out we go to a hotel we hang out we get up no no this this was like continual travel for three days 55 hours and I thank god we didn't leave that day because you wouldn't have been able to travel there was no way you could have traveled like even with a diaper like I feel like you would have just it would have been I tried to as hard as I could like I said when you went to lunch I sat up in the bed to try to change my scenery in a bit just to keep my eyes open and couldn't even do it for five minutes yeah you couldn't even walk down the stairs to get your COVID test like (laughs) so yeah it was insane I'm like holy crap like we have a whole travel I call it a travel experience because Mm -hmm. um it wasn't a day it was multiple days and you know again we we booked this route from Peru to Bangkok because we used our points and so it was a free flight all the flights were free basically so that's why it was like this roundabout way of getting to Bangkok, which ended up being way longer than it probably would have been had we just booked directly from Peru to Bangkok. But it was also very, very expensive to do it that mm-hmm. way. So that's kind of how that's why we did that is we used our credit card points and we were able to like get it for free. So anyways, long story short, thank God. <coughs> Sorry, still coughing. Mm hmm. 10, two weeks later, still sick. Um, you felt better the next day and you were able to like, base, yeah, you were, you were able to do the damn thing and have some toast. And so (laughs) the next day started our very long journey to get to Bangkok and we flew, we flew like basically from Peru to Panama, Panama, to Miami, Miami Miami to Newark Mm -hmm. so we get to Newark and 
find out they had lost our bags. Yeah, and that's one of those things. It was one of those weird moments that um, the girl in Lima swore to us that our bags were going straight through because it was the same airlines to Newark. She showed us on the bag tag that it said EWR on the bag without a, like a stop. And there was something inside of me that one from traveling for so long and the fact that two girls on our second trip lost their luggage in Lima and never got them delivered to Cusco until the day before the hike, thank God. But we even were telling them like, yeah, like it's your first port of entry. You need to grab your bags. Into another country. Into another country. And I, I told Kim, again, we had at this point been traveling 24 hours straight with, you know, still a marathon to go. And we get into Miami, we had ample amount of time and we were walking by baggage claim for a customs area. And I said, hey, I think we should just hang out here and see if our bags drop. I just have this weird feeling and I think we should do it. And then she was like, no, the girl said they're going to connect and we were tired. And so I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm just overthinking this. And we left. And sure enough, our bags dropped. We never claimed them and they stayed in Miami the whole time. Yeah, which A, like... Oh my God, totally wish in retrospect, I would have just like had the patience and listened to you and sat there because it probably would have taken 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and we would have gotten our bags, right? But it was like, no, no, they're fine. They're in, you know, stop. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. And then they unfortunately did lose our, or like they got stuck there and then it was this whole thing. And so, you know, we... Our bags were scheduled to land in in Newark at 3.30 p.m., which was like a couple of hours from the time that we were there. And then we had a flight out to Boston and then Boston to Munich. And so we were like, you know what? We're just, we want to rebook our flight for the next day. And that way we have our bags in our hands and then we can check them in the next day and go on our journey. We were also like so exhausted. We're like going to a hotel and just freaking crashing. Oh, I know. I remember thinking oh. when we thought of that plan and it set in that I could go to a hotel in Newark and just sleep, sleep. and then take a shower. Oh my God. And then our bags will arrive and we'll have our bags in hand and then we can just start fresh from Newark. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is the best idea ever. Yeah. Like, let's just do it. And then long story short, the lady that was helping us was like, there's no flight or there's no seat. So basically, if you rebook your flight, you're going to have to wait till Monday, which was so it was two, we'd have to spend two days in New York or Newark. And then we could carry on with our to Bangkok. But she's like, in my opinion, your bags are going to be on a flight to Bangkok. You're going to have them in a day. So she was like, carry on to Bangkok. You're completely fine. You'll fill out a claim there. You'll get your bags the next day. She's like, it's going to be way easier than trying to rework all of this stuff. So we went back and forth and back and forth. And we were like, okay, which in hindsight, again, I just had this gut feeling and I wish I would have just followed through and been like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just stay two nights in a hotel here. We'll have our bags and carry on. But we had to make like a split decision. Well, on top of that, like I was even thinking, okay, well, the way that she made that sound, she said there's tons of United flights that go straight to Bangkok. No problem. All right, cool. But I did say to her, yeah, but if something happens in between that and we're in Bangkok and trying to figure this out, I do not feel comfortable with that. And she says, I totally understand that. 
But then I said, well, you know, two nights in New York is like four nights in Bangkok. Right. So I'd much rather be there and get through this like long 30 plus hours left of our flight and get there. And that was the decision that we made because I even found out. So one of our flights um, into uh, leaving uh, Boston was delayed. And when that happened, we happened to be in the lounge, the United lounge. And I was like, hey, there's another flight into Boston at 630. If we could take that flight, we would still make our flight to Munich. Yeah. And we could get our bags and wait here and go down to baggage claim, grab our bags and recheck in. And she was like, no, don't do that. That's too crazy. Uh, I do not suggest that. Which you totally could have. Like know, At least one of us. I wouldn't have left you. It would have been both of us or not. Like, I'm not, like, leaving you in fucking Newark, like, while I sit in Boston. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, we would have done it together. But, yeah, well, I mean, again, it doesn't matter at this point. Like, we decided to move on. We're in Bangkok. It's been two days. We still haven't received our bags. And um, it's very frustrating because we have nothing, right? Like, we have... You know, luckily, we I had a pair of underwear and a clean shirt in my backpack and, like, my toothbrush and face wash and stuff. And Aaron had a change of clothes. But, you know, we don't have anything. And it's kind of like we're dealing with this and they can't find our bags. And and so we're like, how long do we stay here? We have Because our original plan was to stay in Bangkok for two days, kind of do all the we food things. And then head to Bali. And, you know, we've been living in a hotel for almost eight weeks. Like, we've been traveling. Like, we were just so ready to get settled and get into routine and, like, get into work and, you know, get it back into the gym and cooking food. And, like, we're just so ready for that. And we... Not to mention all the work we want to get done. That's what I said. Like, all the work that we have, like, the goal to go to Bali was, like, we have all this, like, focused work that we want to do for, like, Travsess and just to be able to have that space and that time to just dedicate all of that energy. Like, we're just ready for that. And so we have to stay in Bangkok until the bags come. And so we keep kind of adding on these days. And, you know, this morning it was, it was like, one of those mornings where... I woke up and I was just feeling super frustrated. I, I feel kind of like just out of control in a way of just it's been this whirlwind, right, to like get here and, you know, not in like normal like morning routine and all that. I just kind of felt all over the place and just like in a funk and like, you know, it's easy to go down a rabbit hole when you're focusing on what's not working out, right, when things are hard and you're kind of just, I just feel over it, you know, and And so I was like, felt in this funk and like you were frustrated and, you know, it's like we went to breakfast and we kind of just sat and it was, you know, one of those moments where we were like, okay, like we can keep going down this rabbit hole of misery basically, or we can choose to turn this around. And, you know, we always say, and we learned this from Gabby Bernstein, she always said like, you can't always control your experience. But you can, you can control how you personally experience that experience. So how do you want to feel? How do you want to show up? How do you want to navigate this, right? And so I was like, okay, like let's focus on what we're grateful for. Let's focus on what is working. Let's focus on everything we have to be grateful for today and this moment, right? Like the fact that we're traveling again. The fact that the world is open and we're even in Thailand. We can even go to Bali, which is one of our favorite places in the world. Like, 
That's amazing. The fact that we have the resources to chill in Bangkok and be okay and enjoy Bangkok for as long as, as we need to be. And we have travel insurance, which will help with our expenses. And we have this comfortable hotel. And so it was like we started to a go. beautiful breakfast a beautiful, every morning. Yeah, a beautiful breakfast. We have each other to like navigate this with, right? Like there were so many things like, okay, like let's focus on being like grateful. Let's focus on what is working. We always know there's a plan, right? We're always supported. Everything always works out. And so it's just a matter of what kind of attitude do we want to have going through this when it is hard. It's easy to be positive when things are perfect, but it was like, this is an opportunity for us to practice what we preach and like, let's turn this around. And so we did, we chose to turn it around. And also I'm like, we're in freaking Bangkok. I don't want to sit in our room and be miserable. It's not going to change anything right now. Our bags arriving are out of our control. We have done everything. We've called, we've emailed, we've done the things. So it's just a matter of like, they will come. We will go to Bali. And like, let's stop the shit and like change our bad attitudes. It is it is a constant reminder though, because honestly sitting here right now, the flights that they're supposed to be on arrive every day into Bangkok at 326, right? The last time our bags were tracked was with United dropping them off in LAX for that flight that all Nippon, whatever airlines, is supposed to be delivering them to Bangkok. The problem is, is the the it's run dry. The, the trace has run dry at LAX. And now, so every day at 326, I hope that they're on that flight. And then we don't hear anything. Yeah. And then it's like this kind of roller coaster down again of like, now what? Yeah, I mean, we have to figure it out. Like, we can't stay in Bangkok forever. So, again, I'm just putting it out there. The bags are going to come. We extended one more night, so we're here two more days. The bags will come, and we will figure it out. That's all we can do. But I I don't want to sit in our hotel room pissed off. Like, it is what it is. Like, you know, I'm going to go get a pair of sneakers to wear because I have blisters all over my feet because all I have is Birkenstocks. seven miles in Birkenstocks? Yeah, like, and, and you know, and and we're and we're just going to make the freaking best of it. That's yeah. it. But I, I think it's an important lesson that, like, reminder that it's always a choice. Like, how you want to feel is always a choice. Things happen always right like it's just part of life things happen but it's like how do you want to choose to move through it do you want to be pissed off and angry and irritated maybe for a little bit like we needed to vent and we have ups and downs of venting and being annoyed but then it's like well how long do you want to stay in that or do you want to turn it around and go enjoy the time that we have and focus on what's working either way it's going to be the same thing Mm -hmm. it's just like how do you want to feel during it and i think that's a really powerful reminder that we all can make that choice in every moment and every day in life yeah no and i'm currently working on that right now yeah me too 100 (sighs) percent. so and i mean again we had to record this whole podcast over again like we spent an hour doing it before two hours trying to fix the audio and it's like oh my god like what the in the literal f is going on but then you're just like whatever show up let's do it again and we're gonna go from there i do think that you and i deserve some fun tonight though yeah i have nothing to wear it doesn't matter (laughs) that's the i don't either the beauty of it 
I have nothing to wear either. Yeah, maybe we'll go to our favorite maybe spot. Maybe we go and get like what we want to get and go and enjoy ourselves at, at a dinner tonight. Yeah. And have some fun. Like, I think that's what we need. What time is it? It's, oh, it's 4.30. 4.30. So, All right, on that note. Yeah. Let's, let's wrap this up. I think that was pretty much all the things stay tuned next week we'll hopefully come back from bali in a in a much better mindset with our bags and all of the things let's put it out there it's all worked out and send prayers and positive vibes yeah excuse me okay i know awkward yeah um (laughs) and um i was gonna say something else oh if you want to follow along you know, daily on our adventures, uh, head over to Kim and Aaron G on Instagram because Kim does a phenomenal job of keeping up with the story, which I love watching at the end of the day. Um, it's my new thing. Um, but I think you do an absolutely phenomenal job at that. And so that is current in the situation. If you want to follow along. Perfect. I just thought too, like if we go out tonight, like again, it's those little things you don't think about, but like, I don't even have makeup. Who cares? Which, again, it's not that, but it's just like those little things. Like, you go out to dinner, like, you get dressed, you put on your makeup, like, I need to cut my nails and pluck my eyebrows. Like, all those things that just, like, you do. Hey, man, we're roughing it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I literally have socks and Birkenstocks and a pair of jeans, shorts. It's about, you don't need to put on all those things to have fun. Oh, 100% agree with that. So yeah. we could go to the mall across the street. You could buy one outfit and maybe some makeup at like a little... No, I'm not going to go buy makeup. Okay, well, if that's what... There you go. You've already made that decision. So then it's like we can, like you said, choosing to... If you want to buy it, it's there. We can go buy it or not. And let's go out and do something tonight. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Gotta go. Gotta go not get ready. (laughs) We'll take a shower. I'll at least take a shower. Second blow. Yeah. Bye.